This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today's podcast is a little different. It's actually going to be the audio version of a new ebook I've written called 12 Amazing Apps and Hacks for Sales and Social Selling. And it walks through 12 key apps I use and hacks I use with those apps to really improve my sales process and social selling. And so what I'd like to do is just walk you through this. So I'm literally going to read through this ebook for you in audio format. Now, really important is, although it's an audio book, some of the things aren't going to translate, and I'm also going to have some sidebars for you. So there'll be some additional content in this podcast that you might not find in the ebook. If you want to go right to the ebook, you can download the free ebook at closingbigger.net forward slash sales hacks. So you can download the ebook format of this podcast at closingbigger.net forward slash sales hacks. So let's get going. 12 amazing apps and hacks for sales and social selling. How I define social selling forms the basis for the strategies, processes, and principles I teach sales leaders and their teams. Social is bi-directional or two-way communications. It is as much about listening and showing genuine interest as it is about sharing your ideas or content. Great social sales leaders know that we need to add value, invest in relationships, and truly understand our market through social media monitoring, listening, and dialogue. Selling is about creating an environment where an act of faith can take place. This is actually a definition that Captain Trevor Green and I came up with over a decade ago in our book, Closing Bigger. So selling is about creating an environment where an act of faith can take place. It doesn't just happen at the close of the deal. It happens all the time, online and offline. Social sales leaders have this core intent driving all their conversations, content, and sales funnel steps. They also step outside of the sales funnel and are human because who you are is truly what builds that trust and faith. Social selling is a two-way authentic communications process that creates an environment where an act of faith can take place. With that said, social selling is also about growing your network and improving the quality of interactions in the most leveraged way possible. Sales has changed. It's no longer enough to just hammer on the phones with our prospects or email inboxes. We have to be relevant, well-timed, strategic, and tech-savvy to win. This guide was not designed to show you every tool or even the whole picture in social sales or selling. My goal here for you, for those reading this and also the ones listening to this, is when writing this was to introduce you to 12 tools and approaches that you could implement tomorrow that will help you accelerate your success in sales and in business. So here we go. And I'm going to go through them one by one with you. So sales hack number one is Nimble. If you visit Nimble.com, what is it? Nimble started off as a niche player in the CRM market. They have since grown into an internationally recognized and award-winning CRM tool. Nimble is simple and easy to rapidly implement with your sales team. Their Nimble Smart Contacts widget is my favorite feature and truly makes it a leading social CRM and sales enablement tool. The question is, is how do you use it to hack your sales? Well, there's two key areas you can use Nimble to hack your sales process, at least the ones I like. Number one is using Nimble Smart Context Widget. 
I can literally mouse over a name or email address on anything in my browser, web page, Facebook profile, Twitter profile, or even inside of salesforce.com, and it will automatically, automatically, as John Ferreira, call, Ferreira calls it, CEO of Nimble, display all the social data and profile information on that contact available in Nimble's immense data warehouse. With one click, I can create a new contact and assign a dealer next step with that contact right from browsing a web page on LinkedIn, a Twitter account, a news release. So this literally saves hours a week of manual data entry for most salespeople. The second feature that really helps is the option to quickly flag a contact as important. When you do this, Nimble will remind you every three weeks to reach out to them. Now, we all know we should follow up, and I know this very much so myself, but I know if I don't schedule it, in and have the process kind of hard baked into my CRM, I forget to follow up. And with social integration, you can comment or interact with one or two clicks on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or via email with Nimble. So it literally pulls in all their social data and channels for you within that contact. The other great benefit of this tool is it pulls my email messages from multiple email accounts and social interactions through Twitter into uh, social interactions and Twitter into one message feed so I can see all my recent interactions. It's a great way to review client contact and interaction at a glance. So you literally within one glance can see that interaction with that contact and also in the deals section of the uh, CRM, you can see all your recent contacts and what's happening with all your key contacts. So great tool. So again, social sales hack or sales hack number one is nimble, nimble nimble.com. Now, sales hack number two is great for anyone who uses Twitter for social media, sales, business intelligence, you name it. So sales hack number two is Socedo, and that's spelled S-O-C-E-D-O, so Socedo.com. So what is it? Socedo is a Twitter app built for prospecting and lead generation. By specifying keywords or industries you want to target, Socedo's intelligent search algorithm finds several hundred prime contacts per day for you to outreach to. I've used similar tools, but I really find Sacedo is far more effective at finding real legitimate contacts and manages to filter out all the garbage and noise. So how do you use it to hack your sales? Well, what you do is you target key terms used by your prospects and watch Sacedo load up a list of prime suspects. In most cases, the list of discovered contacts will be more than enough to keep you busy for weeks, if not months. The app tracks both the new follows and click-throughs from your campaign and organizes that data into easy-to-read and export reports and actually fully integrates into Salesforce. You can can actually track the whole life cycle of the prospect from literally initial follow to click to interaction to you name it and really track your ROI on this tool. You'll need to manually approve them with one click because Twitter doesn't allow auto-follows. And Sucedo will follow them, and in 24 hours later, will then favorite one of their tweets that uses the key terms you stipulated. So contextual favoriting. This follow plus engagement resulted for me in a 20 to 30% follow back in my tests. Now, the next step is Sucedo sends a personalized message. Many people are negative about automatic DMs or direct messages, uh, but because you followed them for using a specific keyword, it's all in the customization. So for instance... John Maxwell, uh, his his Twitter account, John Maxwell Team. Now, John Maxwell is my favorite leadership author. And so I had actually tweeted about a sales training topic recently, and he followed me. 
Then they favorited my tweet, and at that point I realized, hey, this sounds familiar. Uh, and then when I followed back, I got an automatic message, and it said, hi, Shane, we're building an elite group of certified leadership team, uh, sorry, elite group, a certified leadership team, including sales pros. You can apply here for more information. And then they had a little slogan here, it said, leaders thrive here. And so what was interesting is that normally it would seem spammy, but I actually was tweeting about sales. I followed them. I was interested in John Maxwell. And Sucido actually automatically found me, favorited those tweets, and then sent me a direct message suggesting I check out their leadership training program, which I did. And so very relevant. And so the key here is contextualization, relevance, and timing. And the Sucido does all this for you. So when I click through, it took me to a very well-designed landing page that speaks specifically to sales trainers and keynote speakers like me. Ideally, for your purposes, all of these types of lead gen activities should drive people to some sort of subscription or landing page, which I'm going to talk a, a, a little bit about later on, actually, in this ebook. E so none of this would work without focusing the content of my tweets because they took the time to customize the process and content and it spoke specifically to my interest and didn't come across as spam or pitching. And so Sucido is another great tool you can use to hack your sales process. So sales hack number three. There's a few more. There's nine more here. So sales hack number three is Twitter video. So what is it? Twitter video is a much underutilized tool that Twitter rolled out last year. It allows you to respond with a 30-second video embedded in your tweet. This video works well on mobile and desktop platforms. It can be recorded and posted directly from your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or you could upload a more professionally produced video if you'd like. But I think the personal on-the-fly method works really well. One of our major goals in social, social selling should be to deepen relationships beyond mild flirtation that is precipitated over 140 character limits on Twitter. So building 10 real relationships with real potential customers is way more important than gaining 1,000 followers. The battle isn't just for attention, it's also for retention. So remember, and this is a key factor, the, the battle in social selling and actually online marketing in general today because it's so noisy isn't for attention it's also for retention retention or memory of us imagine following someone on twitter and instead of the auto dm saying hey thanks for the follow that most people send they took the time to reply, reply publicly to you and recorded a quick 15 to 30 second video thanking you and addressing you and your business specifically so which one are you more likely to remember or have an emotional connection with? And obviously the answer is the customized, personalized video. So Jim Keenan, or at Keenan on Twitter, does an awesome job of this. And in fact, when I posted a link to this article and he saw it, he actually tweeted back a couple video responses. And that personal interaction just deepens the relationship so fast. So this also works for questions when people ask you about your products and services on Twitter. A quick 15 to 30 second video can answer many questions and it takes less time than writing an email or a blog post. You know, you're checking for grammar, you're laboring over it, but you can actually just quickly grab your iPhone or your Samsung, whatever you're using, record a quick answer and post it to Twitter for them. Now for added leverage, you can actually embed and organize all your Twitter videos on an FAQ page for resending to people who ask the same question in the future. So it's also another way to develop a great FAQ section. So that's Twitter video. That's our sales hack number three. Sales hack number four, blab.im. So what is blab? 
Blab is like Twitter. Uh, Blab like Twitter is a free social communications platform. It's like Periscope. For those of you who understand what Periscope is, it's a streaming video uh, uh, tool right from your phone or from your desktop. Um, and but it's for groups of two to four people. So two to four people can launch a discussion spontaneously or schedule it in advance on Blab. Essentially, tools like Periscope or Meerkat are all one-to-all, where this is a one-to-one or one-to-four-person dialogue being witnessed by all, by large audiences of people. This conversation is then essentially broadcasted to your network on Blab.im, plus the other major social networks with one click. It has a viral or community-focused component that can quickly help spread your message and show uh, beyond your immediate personal network or client base uh, really what you're up to. So how do you use this to hack your sales? So there's a few ways you can use it, but here's my thoughts. Number one, just to showcase your personal expertise. So you can use Blab to host several senior execs or experts from your company that may be geographically dispersed and share value-added advice and insights with your customers and prospects. Blab allows you to record the conversation so you can repurpose the content as a marketing or lead generation or lead nurturing piece of content later on on your blog, on landing pages, um, through special reports, you name it. The other thing you can do is you can use it to celebrate your client's successes. So one way to generate business and trust is social proof for people to see that other people like them are implementing your solutions or your products and finding success. So for instance, a software as a service provider may decide to do a blab with two or three of their top customers who are having success using their software. The client gets recognition and their audience gets social proof that their solution works. They also get to hear valuable how-to insights from users of your product. This can be repurposed for sales and marketing content. The other bonus is your client feels recognized and that deepens the relationship with your key accounts that are on the Blab call with you. There are dozens of other options such as covering current events or conferences. I've seen people do blabs on the floor at conferences, um, at a major conference, and then you know generating buzz around that, uh, unboxing of products, recruiting staff or agents, or even hosting a town hall type meeting uh, around a specific topic for your organization. So one quick tip here is to offer the recording to the audience in exchange for an email address via a landing page or subscription option. This, is, this done right can help you capture more leads and customer insights. Another way to do this is to ask everyone to fill out a post-event online evaluation to rate the event and give feedback on future content or questions they want answered. This data can be invaluable for profiling qualifying prospects and existing client needs as well. So again, that was blab.im. So sales hack number five, Google Hangouts or Zoom. So what is it? Google Hangouts and Zoom are essentially both video-based conferencing tools you can use instead of the old-school telephone approach to customer phone calls or in-person meetings. Google Hangouts is free and Zoom is a paid service. While neither of these tools are really new or groundbreaking, it, is still, it still surprises me how few salespeople outside of the software and tech space use these tools to sell on a regular basis. So how do you use it to hack your sales? So here's a few ideas. Number one, Record for, record for continuous improvement and saving time on debriefs. If you're, using a, if you're using Zoom, you can record your meetings. My good friend and mentor, Fred Shadian, a world-class martial artist, once said to me that, quote, self-correction is the highest form of training. This statement holds true for salespeople as well. Many salespeople get stuck in a rut presenting the same content and saying the same things in sales presentations, demos, and client calls for weeks, months, even years. 
By recording your calls and then taking the time several times a week to review the recordings, you see opportunities for improvement and you'll also pick up on customer comments, questions, and reactions that you missed the first time through. It's also great for coaching. If you're not sure how you could improve or what to improve, you can share it with a team member or a professional sales coach and ask for feedback. The other big benefit is it can be used instead of a team debrief. Spending an hour with a client and then spending another hour telling your team what happened is a waste of time for many salespeople. In fact, it cuts down your sales time that you could spend with clients significantly. Multiply that by five meetings a week and you've lost a lot of sales time to team debriefs. Instead, send them the recording with a brief outline of what transpired and what the next steps have to be. If they're unclear, they can always review the call and see what transpired. This can cut down the debrief time by many hours per week and is a permanent record that can be attached to the client file and it's, it's there forever. Another obvious hack here is a simple time-saving hack. Even if someone is in the same city as you, if you're not 100% sure you're they're truly qualified as a prospect, you should get them into the online meeting first. So a 20-minute in-person meeting requires travel time and often costs money for transportation. In addition to this, you almost always spend another 20 minutes chatting, and it's almost always difficult to end an in-person meeting uh, than an online one. So it's way easier to end an online meeting. So your 20-minute meeting is often really 90 minutes out of your day or more. So for some people that may be that may be all their proactive sales time per day. Maybe you only have 90 minutes a day that you can do proactive time and the rest is client servicing, prospecting, all that kind of stuff. So take 20 minutes to do an initial online meeting and commit to an in-person meeting after you qualify them. For me, it's also interesting to see how many times I've been able to close the deal with the first 20-minute Google Hangout and was able to skip the entire in-person sales call altogether. I mean, I like to believe that people need to see me and they, it's better to meet face-to-face and we get to shake hands and see what we're all about and you know do the being human thing. But I'm really surprised how many of these Google Hangouts I've done that have completely ended the need to meet in person save me a ton of time and energy that I can spend growing my business or building my sales funnel. So that's Zoom, which is a great conferencing tool, or Google Hangouts. Now, uh, how you're going to need to record Google Hangouts, I'll talk about this later, uh, is you're going to need to use a screencasting software because unlike Zoom, it doesn't have a conference recording really truly built in. So sales hack number six is ClickFunnels or Unbounce. ClickFunnels and Unbounce are, are both what I consider two of the leading landing page development tools. Highly intuitive, don't need a ton of programming knowledge, uh, or your marketing team can build them to support you. So what is it? ClickFunnels and Unbounce are two tools I'm familiar with. There are many others, but I can with confidence endorse these two. ClickFunnels and Unbounce both can be used to build online landing pages designed for conversions. Conversion often refers to an event where a potential customer gives us their contact details, books an appointment, signs up for a webinar, product demo, or course, uh, of course, makes an online purchase. So these are all kind of ways um, that, uh, you know, I would measure a conversion. So Unbounce or ClickFunnels are, in essence, your online sales funnel building tools. Most marketing departments understand the need for online landing pages and sales funnels when running ad campaigns, yet most salespeople don't have a personal landing pages to send customer and prospects to. The email signature of most salespeople typically has a company URL embedded, directing all customers and prospects to the front page of the company website, where the customer is asked to choose between 10 to 20 links and buttons. Most get lost 
lose concentration, or abandon the site quickly. Versus if you had a link in your signature that went specifically to an offer page on the product or service you're selling or pitching that individual, there's a much higher chance they're gonna engage with your content and convert. So how do you use it to hack your sales process? Number one, build a unique landing page for each major product or service you sell. That landing page should be designed to capture the contact details of a prospect or get someone to take the next step in the sales process with you. Sending someone to a typical page on your website to look at a specific product or service usually means they will click a link and land somewhere that along with the the one thing you want them to read, they're also given 10 or more links to click unrelated to that step in the sales process. You want your prospect to request a product demo, but instead they click the About Us section, read up on your CEO, look them up on LinkedIn, and then decide to read some unrelated articles on LinkedIn. And of course, forget all about your email and the link they clicked on 10 web pages ago. So it's about keeping them focused. Unbounce did an A-B test where they tested two landing pages for an ebook download. The first one had a submission form you need to fill out in order to get access to the ebook, plus nine more links on the page to various sections of their site and resources. The second landing page they developed had the same submission form, but had all the other links and navigation options removed. The page with only one option had a 31% increase in ebook downloads compared to the one with the additional links and navigation. So here's the key. To hack your sales process, think more like a funnel hacker and marketer. Start sending your prospects to well-designed landing pages that move them down the sales funnel and keep them focused. Sales hack number seven. We're halfway through here, actually more than halfway. So I appreciate your focus here and sticking with the program. I know this is a lot of ideas at once. And again, if you're tired of listening to this podcast and you just want the Coles Notes version, you can go to closingbigger.net forward slash sales hacks and download the ebook. But here's sales hack number seven, Sidekick or Yesware. These are two programs I both use. I find them both effective. So what is it? Both Sidekick and Yesware take the guessing out of one-to-one email marketing and sales and also drastically improve your timing. Both tools can connect with Outlook and Gmail. Both also have Salesforce and HubSpot CRM integration. I've used them both. I like them both. So I'm going to leave this one up to you which one you use. With that said, Yesware seems to have more options in the way of templates and integration with MailChimp and also has its own mail merge tool as well. Sidekick has some great features related to managing teams of people, using the tool, the data on the whole group, and the integration with HubSpot's free CRM is pretty cool as well if you want to go that, you're going to go that direction with HubSpot CRM. So, how do you use them to hack your sales? By, by using either tool, you will know, number one, when someone opens your email, so how many times? the geographic region that person is in, if they click a link, and which link they click, and how many times they click that link, or when they when multiple people in an organization open an email you sent. So for instance, you send your key prospect who's midway through the organization your proposal, and then you notice that that proposal is opened by you know nine or ten other unique people in your organization, which is a good signal that, you know what, you're moving through the next step in the sales process and multiple people are evaluating. It might be time for a follow-up call or to engage them again, for instance. This is vital information can be used in many aspects to improve your sales process and interactions with your clients and prospects. One great approach is for proposals you've sent. Sidekick and Yesware both will tell you when your prospect has opened your email. When you know the exact moment someone has begun to read your proposal, you're much likely, you're much more likely to have them be receptive when you call. 
If you've sent 20 proposals or quotes to clients, you can organize your calling or follow-ups to the top five most interested or engaged prospects that day based upon who's opened it up. There's also another benefit to proposal tracking as well. We've all submitted proposals to well-meaning executives who get busy with other things and don't get around to reading your proposal right away, or they initially delay a decision and say they'll get back to us, and it could be days, months, or even you know days or months later. With Sidekick or Yesware, they will let you know when that email is opened again, signaling a renewed interest in your proposals days, weeks, or even months later, as I said before. I've had Sidekick notify me a client opened a proposal. I called them in five minutes of opening email, set a follow-up meeting uh, to get an update on their needs, and closed the business within five days. And this was actually after almost four months of radio silence from that prospect. So it's all about timing. It's about, instead of being an, interrupt, an interruption marketer, an interruption salesperson, it's actually being one that's connecting with somebody when they're actually in the zone of being receptive to your product or service. Another indication of interest is when you get notifications that multiple parties are opening your email or proposal. You may find, for instance, submit a proposal to a local contact in your city, but the head office is in New York. You then notice after weeks of silence that somebody in New York has opened your email, and then an hour later, several more people do the same. So for me, this indicates in many cases, like I said earlier here, that the deal is moving forward or being talked about. I'll often at this point send through additional value-added material or reach out to my initial contact to follow up that day to see um, that day I see all the activity start. So this ensures that I'm talking to a prospect at a time that it is very relevant to the products and services I'm offering. Calling or emailing people that are already engaged greatly increases your chance of doing business with them. If you're trying to reach a prospective decision maker in a company and are unable to get their email address, you can send through an email tracked by Sidekick to multiple variations of their address. I would suggest doing not doing like 10 all, 10 all in one day, instead trying to do one a day. For instance, if you're trying to reach Bill Gibson at Knowledge Brokers International and his email wasn't public, you could try one day Bill at kbitraining.com, then the next day try Bill Gibson at kbitraining.com, then try B Gibson at, and the next time try CEO at, and wait to see which account you get notified as reading and or opening the email. Pretty simple. Once you've seen that, seen your initial intro email has been opened, you can follow up with a more specific question or a call to action that gets their intention. Uh, by the way, the best way to reach Bill Gibson uh, is just to tweet him at Bill Gibson one and that's the number one on Twitter. A final method I've used, and this one is where I'm following up with a web lead or a person who has asked for some general information. I will test to see which topics or solutions they're interested in by sending them an email with three to five links in them. Each link is related to different product or service I offer. So for instance, if I was running a catering business and noticed they've opened my email three times and clicked on the link outlining wine options twice, I will likely lead the first conversation talking about wine or even send additional info on wine options to them before the follow-up to increase interest and engagement. And a final use, of course, is A-B testing. You can test subject lines and see which one generates the most opens with your prospects. You can also use it to test several salespeople against each other. In Sidekick, I can look at my entire team and see how long it takes any salesperson's average prospect to open our standard follow-up email number one. If I notice that one person has a significantly lower open rate compared to the rest of the team, it means they're either not having the same quality of initial conversation or they're not qualifying their prospects well enough. I can also take those who are performing the best, see what's duplicatable, and train the rest of the team in this approach. So again, if Sidekick, 
uh, which is a product of, if you can Google HubSpot Sidekick or look for Yesware, and either of those are great tools that you can utilize to start really, really focusing your email communications and being more relevant and have better timing with your prospects. So, sales hack number eight, Camtasia, that's C-A-M-T-A-S-I-A, or ScreenFlow. So Camtasia is available on PC and Mac. ScreenFlow is only available on Mac. I personally use ScreenFlow because I'm a Mac user, uh, but I know Camtasia works very well as well. So what are they? Uh, They're both screen recording and editing software. They'll capture anything that happens on screen as well as record video and audio from your computer. These tools can be used to build software demos, record a PowerPoint presentation or webinar, and mix multiple video files and images together to produce a dynamic, high-quality video presentation. So how do you use it to hack your sales process? Well, I personally use ScreenFlow to record both client web meetings and webinars I deliver. These are archived, and I use them both as a client record and as a resource that I can share with clients, staff, and partners. Many times, multiple people will have the same questions over time. I can present the answer once in the form of a video tutorial recorded through ScreenFlow and then post it to my site or YouTube and Facebook video channels. Instead of sitting on the phone or even sending a response via text or email uh, to the same question over and over again, I send the answer to many frequently asked questions via video. My clients love it because they can re-watch them as many times as they need to and share it with their team. And I love it because, of course, it saves me so much time on a weekly basis. And so one example, actually, is a number of years ago, I had, I had uh, several clients kept requesting about, Shane, you know, we've read a bit on LinkedIn, and we've seen some of your blog posts, but we were really looking for, you know, can you talk to us about some of the key things we need to be doing with our LinkedIn profiles? And I would over and over again do the same thing. I'd look at their profile, I'd talk to them on the phone, but almost everyone had the same problems with their LinkedIn profiles. So what I did is I created a video called LinkedIn for Business Step-by-Step Tutorial. It took me like, 30 minutes to record it, Um, and it was quite a long video, actually, so I was surprised the amount of engagement I got on it, but since I've posted it a couple years back, it's had 42,000 views, so not only does it help my existing clients, it's actually been a nice piece of content that helps me attract clients as well. So you can also use a screencast or screen recording to do a page-by-page walkthrough of a presentation proposal, proposal or project plan. So this has been proven to be very useful when I found myself unable to present to key decision makers. I don't know about you, but a number of times I've been blocked by one individual to be able to present, see my final proposal to a board of directors or a CEO. Yet they seem to be open to playing a screen recorded video of me walking through the presentation with somebody. So using rich media and not depending on a third-party person to present your proposal to their team greatly improves your chances of success. If you work for a software company or have a complex website where you're often playing tech supports with clients on the phone, ScreenFlow and Camtasia can help you save hours and hours of time per week that you could use for selling. For any client question related to using your software or your site, offer to record a quick video on how to do it and send it through a link via email. So resist the temptation if possible of doing live demos, especially if you're building up your FAQ and tutorial database. Instead, say, hey, that's a fantastic question about how to start, create a new lead in Salesforce. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record a quick video for you and I'll email it through. And the reason why I'm doing that is so you have it for permanent reference for you and your team. But also what it does, of course, is it means you only have to do it once and you can share that with multiple clients. They can follow your step-by-step visually as you give them instructions. The other benefit is you never have to answer that question again. Just send them the link. So screen recording for me 
two big hacks here is it actually saves you a ton of time. Um, and I believe also it really helps you engage uh, sort of third-party individuals you don't have access to in the sales process in a rich media format. And of course, the last benefit is if you're posting that information publicly, it can also be a lead generation tool. So we're almost here. We're, we're three quarters of the way through uh, this uh, audio version of the ebook. Again, if you're looking for the ebook, you can go to closingbigger.net forward slash sales hacks. But here's sales hack number nine, SlideShare. So what is it? SlideShare is basically the YouTube of documents. It's a place where you load up presentations, infographics, ebooks, and other ma- and other major forms of documents. SlideShare was purchased by LinkedIn recently, and for this reason, integrates well with LinkedIn. Once you upload your presentation, you can embed it in any blog or web page, which allows the viewer to walk through the entire presentation without the need to download it and view it in PowerPoint or Keynote. SlideShare also has large, has a very large and active member base who views, comments, shares, and downloads content that is posted on the site, similar to the way people view and interact with YouTube content. So how do you use this to hack your sales process? Number one, I upload my PowerPoint from most of my seminars to SlideShare and then turn on the option to capture leads within their dashboard. At the end of reviewing the presentation, a pop-up appears asking the viewer if they would like more information and to contact the author. After I present my seminar, I supply the link to the audience and I often get inquiries via SlideShare for more keynote speeches and training services. Their entire course is now available online that teach people how to use SlideShare presentations as lead generators. My average cost per qualified lead on SlideShare runs approximately $8 to $12, which is not bad considering, you know, depending on the campaign, you could run a Twitter campaign and pay, you know, at $5 a click. And so this is actually a pretty good, uh, you know, pay-per-performance platform. You can upload product brochures, ebooks, sales presentations, and a variety of other value-added pieces of content you use in your sales process. This will be a great resource for your existing clients and will also attract new prospects through SlideShare. And the other big bonus, bonus is it's really well indexed by Google. So it also helps, you know what, people find you in many different formats. So next one, sales hack number 10. And this is a pretty geeky one. Um, but I like it. Um, takes a little bit of hacking around and figuring it out, but it's called If This Then That. And it's IFTT.com. That's IFTT.com. So what is it? If This Then That um, allows you to automate key sales and social media software tools. It also uh, has moved into automating the Internet of Things, allowing your smartphone to tell your lights to turn it on once it detects you're within a certain distance of your home. This is if you have an Android or iOS device and a Wemo connector uh, for your home appliances. Anything with an API compatibility with If This Then That can have a recipe applied to it. This platform, in essence, can automate and integrate several apps and devices into a single process. For instance, you can have emails sent to you if a certain type of ad shows up on Craigslist and then tell If This Then That to text you when the email hits your inbox. So how do you use this to hack your sales process? So this is a very flexible software, but here's one of the big ones I use it for, and it's, it's for Twitter. So when you think about social selling and sales, Twitter can be a really great tool, but it's also time-consuming, especially if you're doing a lot of searching and digging around for key prospects. So the numerous hacks I have, but I'll share with you the two that have really helped me recently on Twitter. 
For client monitoring and engagement, you could, for instance, program it to email you a link to any tweet mentioning your client's name. I found this very relevant to me to keep abreast of any new press or political crises that my clients are facing almost in real time. A quick email congratulating them or offering them help if the situation is bad has created several opportunities for me in training and consulting work. The reason, of course, is timing. I contacted them literally as the positive or negative event was unfolding. The second hack or recipe, um, as if this then that calls it, so they call them recipes, is to automate list building in Twitter. The reason why lists help sales growth is they increase followers and engagement from people specifically interested or focused on a certain topic. For my business, I set up an if this then that recipe to create individual lists from people who tweeted using hashtags that would make them a likely client, community member, or alliance for me. It has been averaging me an additional 600 to 1,600 new followers per month and has drastically increased my engagement on Twitter with my audience. Here's an example. I program if this then that as follows. If a person tweets about social selling, hashtag social selling, put them on the list social sales leader. Pretty simple formula, but in the past I was building this manually and it was effective but very time consuming. Once you list someone, especially labeling them as a leader, which is kind of a way of giving them positive feedback or public recognition, they are likely to follow you or in many cases actually tweet a, hey, thank you very much. And here's where the less automatic but important step comes in to the hack is once they follow you or thank you, follow them back and tweet a thank you to them that's customized for them. So instead of just saying, hey, thanks for the follow, say, hey, thanks for connecting here on Twitter. How are things at Hootsuite or Sacido or IBM or wherever they work or in or how are things in Manhattan if they're in Manhattan kind of to show that this is not a robot and this is a custom human interaction that little bit of customization has helped me start conversations that lead to LinkedIn connections webinar attendees or invitations to do training or speaking and and so this is really kind of a key key tool you can use so here's some of the topics you, you may want to uh, base your lists around so people who tweet about specific conferences, people who tweet about uh, whose tweets contain specific links to specific sites or content, people who tweet about a specific topic nearby a geographic region, people who tweet about your competitors, or people who participate in specific Twitter chats related to your industry. So this is a very simple hack, but don't be too general. I chose social selling instead of a more general topic like sales because it narrowed my audience. I also find conferences directly related to my niche and build a recipe around those two. Uh, Sometimes the list ends up, you know, only being 30 people. So I think it's important. So, you know, even though it's only 30 people, in many cases, because it's a very specific list, I gain a ton more followers, like five five to 10 new connections. Remember, it's not just about the list. It's about following back and engaging those who respond or follow us. So that's the social and social media or social selling. It's about attracting, engaging them, and then moving them into the sales or relationship building funnel. And that takes real dialogue. So don't just use it to build lists. This is where most people get too automated as they get it to automate. And they go, oh, nothing happened. Well, you know, once they follow you back or thank you, engage them personally, start to build that relationship. Sales hack number 11. And I, I almost should have put this one first because it's one of the newer ones. Slack is a tool that was developed and launched in 2013, and as a company has already grown over $1 billion in valuation. It recently actually raised another $200 million in investment, pushing its valuation over $1.6 billion US. It was developed as a cloud-based team collaboration tool that has literally replaced internal emailing for several of my clients. It's like your own mobile-friendly, highly intuitive social networking tool for your company. Here's where it gets interesting. 
You can also create public Slack channels that are internet-based. So HubSpot, the creators of Sidekick, for instance, created a public inbound marketing channel that thousands of marketers who use or could use their software collaborate, share best practices, and build relationships. I'm a member of another public Slack channel for startup founders and participate in many of their discussions on business growth, recruitment, and growth hacking. Through these conversations, you can migrate these contacts into your sales funnel by interacting, direct messaging them, and suggesting you connect for a deeper conversation online through Google Hangout or you name it. So how do you use it to hack your sales? One important thing to note is most Slack channels are very anti-sales pitch, almost you know like Twitter was five years ago. Avoid selling in the channel. Instead, look for opportunities to give advice, share links to resources or good content you have created and build rapport and trust through conversations. Once you build some rapport with key people, you can individually private message them and suggest a LinkedIn connection, offer a demo, or even just suggest a quick Google Hangout, as I mentioned earlier, to chat with them about their business. All these soft steps in communication on Slack often more effectively lead to business than a hard pitch or a hard approach. The culture and sheer volume of dialogue reminds me of the early days of Twitter. My suggestion is to join a few Slack channels, uh, learn how they work, and grow your network. The next step, in my opinion, is to find a niche topic that you and or your team is a a thought leader in and start your own public channel as a way to build your community and prospect base. This is a new tool and rapidly evolving, and it's something that is new for me as well, but it has a ton of potential. So my friend and founder, Matt Schlicht of ZapChain, uh, just, anna- just launched a new project called Hamsterpad. And if you Google, you can find it. Hamsterpad is actually a directory of 400 Slack chats in 25 categories, including marketing, startups, health, fitness, mobile developers, product design, finance, sports, video games, Slack, music, blockchain, travel, social, politics, virtual reality, business, podcasts, you name it. And so it's just in its infancy, but it looks like a great directory. Another great resource is actually slacklist.info, which is a hand-picked list of top Slack communities. So both a great place to start, to start networking in Slack and building relationships there. So finally, and this is, in my opinion, one of the most important types or most important uh, sales hacks we can have. Number 12 is IRL. And IRL is an exciting sales hack that most modern tech-savvy social sales people forget about. It's one of the quickest ways to generate ROI from social selling and close a deal. If you haven't guessed already, IRL stands for in real life. A lot of these tools, dashboards, new followers, extra traffic, etc., don't matter as much as building relationships and trust. In the words of Scott Heiferman, founder of Meetup.com, use the internet to get off the internet. Some sales processes never require a face-to-face meeting, but even then, try to deepen the relationship on a more engaging platform. If you're communicating on Twitter, why not suggest a Google Hangout? If you're talking on LinkedIn with someone you feel is a qualified prospect that lives in your city, book an appointment and go see them or at least pick up the phone. This personal touch of humanizing digital will accelerate your sales process. Even if it doesn't accelerate your sales process, meeting people face-to-face brings some humanity back into your day and improves quality of life. Real interactions will improve customer retention, build relationships faster, and give you a break from staring at your screen all day. And so I could give you numerous story after numerous story about the people that I've met through Twitter, Facebook, 
LinkedIn, even Slack channels now in person. And we're instantly, we had a loose connection online. We hardly knew each other. But the minute we met in person, it really cemented that relationship in some cases for life. Some of the people I've met on Twitter, I'm doing business with seven, eight years later. So kind of wrapping this up, this was 12 amazing apps and hacks for sales and social selling. To get the ebook related to this podcast, again, visit closingbigger.net forward slash sales hacks. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net. If you're looking for a keynote speaker for your next conference to talk about social selling, sales hacks, sales process, or even just closing big deals and large accounts, please contact me personally, Shane at shanegibson.com, or visit closingbigger.net. Dot net to see one of my recent seminar reels.